I want you to come away with me to the book of Exodus. Today is the last Sunday of July 2022. Last Sunday in July. Matter of fact, last day of July of 2022. This awesome Sunday. Exodus, the 19th chapter. 19th chapter. I've been enjoying this series of Renewed Like an Eagle. And today I want to finish it up. I want to talk about Baird on Eagle's Wings. Exodus 19 and 4 is our foundational scripture. I'll give you a chance to turn there. It should be up on the screen. If we talk too fast, just look up at the screen and maybe uh, you can catch up. I'm so glad today for all of our guests that came out today. Let's give them another great big hand, all of our guests that came out today. As you know, it's been very, very hot. Amen. And uh, if that's in the indication of, you know, a little bit of how, you know, hell is going to be, like First Lady was saying, the, the fellow said he already know he going. Uh, you, t uh, you know, I wish I would have been out of the road to win die, and I say, when you get there, tell hell I ain't coming. <laughs> All right. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, mm -hmm. and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. This is God talking. Mm -hmm. He's talking to the Israelites. On eagles' wings. Describe how God brought them from slavery to security in the promised land. And if you've been reading your Bible, we haven't understand some things about eagle's wings unless otherwise we are going to struggle, struggle, and struggle. Anytime we struggle, the re results is always frustration. Mm. A lot of people, when they struggle, you can tell they're struggling, they're frustrated, they get frustrated. You can tell it when they come to church, they look frustrated, their praise is frustrated. Their, their countenance is frustrated. They look like they don't want to be here. They look like they've lost the vision, lost the game. They look like things are not going their way. And when you struggle, you get more frustrated. But you don't have to be frustrated. Can you say amen? When we have been changed into Christ's image from glory to glory, God has predestined every one of us to be uh, conformed into the image of Christ. We are predestined. Say that with me. I am predestined. In other words, God had his, had his mind made up a long time ago before you were ever thought of that we were going to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to grow up in God and reflect his glory. What is his glory? It is the perfection of his character. Mm -hmm. The word glory means the manifestation of bringing out into the open where it can be seen all of the excellencies of our God. All right. Well, really what we see is the character of Jesus Christ. The way we deal with people, the way that we handle, uh, 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 handle uh, our, ourselves and the way we, uh, the, the love that we walk in, in the mercy, the compassion, the kindness, the goodness, the fruit of the spirit led life. When we see how Jesus behaved, everybody say behavior. That's a very important word, behavior. Nobody is going to know what we got except by our behavior. Your behavior tells it all. And that's the only way you can show anybody anything. And we need to show the world something, not just beat them over the head with the Bible, so to speak. But we need to show them Jesus. When Jesus comes, or when Jesus came, he said, I have shown you the Father. Did he say that? If you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. And when people see you, they should see Christ. We don't come 
by that as easily as we should. One of the things that we have become experts at is making easy things hard. That's, that's us. That's our style. We like to make easy things hard and making simple things complicated. And Jesus said, come unto me and I will give you what? Rest. Huh? Take my yoke upon you. My burdens are light and easy to bore. So we all have a tendency to talk about how hard everything is. It's so hard. It's so hard to get along. I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. And we just, you know, I'm going to get you almost sick to your stomach. Everything's so hard. And you feel like you ain't going to make it. You know, and I just don't know what to do. It's so hard to walk in love and be a giver. Some of us just need to just shut up and begin to just trust. God and dig in my God and let, let everybody know that hey the harder things get the more I am going to trust God because there's nothing too hard for our God Hi, are you hearing me and all we do is just talk about how hard everything is and we just make it harder and harder. It doesn't have to be that hard. Stop saying that it's so hard. It's so hard. Get so tired of it. It's so hard. Everything's so hard. Don't you get tired of that? In matter of fact, he didn't promise everything to be easy for you anyway. He said there's nothing too hard for him. We need to learn how to be carried on eagle's wings. And so he said, I bear you on eagle's wings. We have to remember this morning that eagles don't flap, eagles soar. The eagles, the wings of an eagle can span from seven to eight feet. And when God spoke to them, he's using a simile again, trying to get a message across to them by talking about the eagle. And he said, I want you to remember how I brought you from slavery to victory. I bore you on eagle's wings. In other words, we've got to learn how to ride the thermal currents of the Holy Ghost. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And you will go out of here today in peace with mega doses of grace and ready to go into whatever it is you have to confront with the attitude that God will carry me through whatever I need to do. Hey Amen. So I'm telling you today that you're not just here by happenstance. You're not here by mistake. You're not here just in your twill of your thumb. You're not here so that you know you can just look good, show out your outfit, show off your outfit. No, you're here that you may get an assignment, that you may hear a word from God, that you may go out and let others know that I'm about to soar. I'm about to be bared on eagle's wings. Can you say amen, somebody? And so there are many scriptures in the Bible on how God carried us through life. And I'm glad that he brought us through life the way that he brought us through. Many would have kicked, many have kicked us to the curb. Many have told us that we'll never make it. Many have told us that we'll amount to nothing. Even in our own home, they say that boy ain't going to be nothing. That girl, she ain't going to amount to nothing. But what did they know? They didn't know anything. They didn't know that God is the one that has the last say. They didn't know that God was in charge of your life. Just as you said that I wouldn't be nothing, God was making everything all right for me to turn out to be somebody I am somebody through Christ Jesus can I get an amen in this house the more they say that you're not going to make it the more determined you ought to be that I am going to make it the more they say you are done you say no it's not over yet about what you done done. I don't care. Well, you know, I, I, you know, you don't know what I've done. I don't have to know. You don't know what I've done and what I've been through and how I've messed up and this and that. I don't want to know. We don't want to hear that. No, sir. God said my grace is sufficient. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, player. You're not the only one that done messed up. All right. 
You're not the only one that done told a lie. You're not the only one that have backed up when you say, I'm, I'm going to go forward. I'm not going to turn. You're not the only one. That's right. But let me tell you something. God's got your life in the palm of his hand. I don't know who you are, but I came to encourage somebody in here today. So he picks us up and carries us. How awesome is that? We don't have to fight our own battle. And we don't have to struggle with all these people around us that are hard to get along with. And we don't have to struggle with our own spiritual growth. And we don't have to struggle with trying to get our ministries to grow. We don't have to struggle with our teenagers. You don't have to struggle with all these things. All you got to do is release them in the hands of the Lord. We're struggling with stuff and trying to take care of it ourselves. When God said, cast your care upon me for I care for you. If you'll give it to God, he'll work it out for you. Don't you think it's about time for you to give some things that you've been holding on to, give it to God? Yeah, I've been struggling with this a long time, Bishop. I can see why you've been trying to take care of it. And somewhere along the way, along the line, we need to say, well, look, if God can't do anything with you, uh-huh, I sure can he, we, we, and we need to learn to cast our care on him and be anxious for nothing. Walk and live in the grace of God. Because there's something we can't do anything about. Why are we frustrated over stuff that we cannot do anything about? There's some things you got to give it to God. It's set up for you to give it to God. But no, you think you all that. You think you strong enough to bear that and handle that. There's some things that you cannot handle. Amen. God made you and formed him in your image and he knows what you can handle and what you cannot handle. And I'll tell you something else. Life is not worth living if you got to be upset all the time. We have to, you know, we, 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 we got to enter into the rest of God. Something we were worried all about and all frustrated about, we need to say, here, God, and then go to sleep. And it says me staying up all night worrying about this, it ain't going to change nothing when I wake up. And I don't care how much you drink, it's going to face you tomorrow. I don't know who told you you can drink your problems away. It's going to face you again. And I found out I cannot rely on all of our circumstances to be peaceful. I can't depend on the devil leaving me alone. Go on, leave me alone, Mr. Devil. He's not going to stop. I found out that one thing that I'm going to have to do all the time, and that is resist the devil. See, he's on his job. He's going he gonna to try to buffet you. But the Bible says you got to resist him. Are you following me? So we got to learn how to resist the devil. And that's not something that we get to do part time. That's in all, all time, everything. We got to resist him on a day-to-day -day basis. He wants to buffet us. The Bible says he comes to wear out the saints. And since he comes to wear you out, you're going to have to have something to fight with. If you don't have nothing to fight with, he's going to wear you out. Don't you know you're in a battle? First lady asks you, are you battle ready? You got to fight the good fight of faith. in a spiritual warfare. That's why we're getting ready to go into our spiritual warfare studies on Wednesday. You need to be here. Sometimes in being gun hope for God, we get ourselves all worked up. You know, I take authority over you. I take authority. I rebuke you. And I heard George Myers say, stop trying to take authority and just walk in authority. Some of us, that's our 
give me my authority. Get, get, get me my, and you struggle with getting it. No, no. Amen. I'm just going to walk in authority. Satan, you are a liar. Get out of my life right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You got to learn how to have victory. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to get the victory. You're trying to get the victory. You got to have the victory. Are you hearing me? Before you run the race, you got to know you already a runner. Before you step on the court, you got to know that you already a winner. Before you put your cliques on and get on the field, you got to already know that you a winner. Because some of us get whipped in our mind before we even go into action. Children of Israel, they got whipped before they got there. Oh, it's giants over there. It's some big people over there. There's some big old boys. Did you see that woman? She looks like an Amazon. We can't win. We look like little grasshoppers in their face. If God be for you. See, y'all got, got to walk boldly in the authority of the word. If God be for me. Who would dare come against you if God is for you? Secret is out. You and God are the majority. I like that. God and you are the majority. I don't care who come against you, they're not bigger than your God. Who can stand against our God? Our God is strong, mighty in battle. He has never lost a case. He has never lost a battle. He has never bowed down in defeat. He has never went down on one knee. He has never been knocked out. He has never been rocked. The devil has never done anything where he can say, I got the victory over our God. I'm telling you, even the grave could not hold him. Even death did not scare him. He looked death in the face and said, Death, where is thy sting? Serve a God that never loses. Losing is not in his vocabulary. <laughs> and Port Dion said, That's why I say I'm a winner. Because I serve a winning God. That's good. Pump that faith. Pump the faith. <laughs> now here's the deal. Satan is a defeated foe. Yes, he is. The problem is that we don't know it. We hear it every every now and then. They we we say amen, amen, amen. And then we walk out like we've got. Defeated, and we're defeated all the time. So folk come in here and they, ooh, they just get to pray. Ooh, ooh, I, ooh, ooh the day was good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then they walk right out that door and defeated. No, what you receive from God, you take it for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I still have the victory. talking about Colossians 2 and 15 said Jesus disarmed the devil he made a public example and a bold display out of defeating him through the cross and the blood he is a defeated foe and all we need to do is remind him of that forget it devil I know what Jesus did to you on the cross and you have no authority over me and I don't care what it looks like I'm coming out in victory That's what you got to say. I don't care what it looked like. 
Well, it don't look like we got it. Don't look like we gonna win this one. Don't look. I don't care what it look like. Well, I don't feel that it's gonna be my time. Yeah, I don't care about your feelings. It ain't about your feelings. They don't care about what it look like because we walk by faith and not by sight. My faith says we are victorious. My faith says we're going to come out all right. You got to have faith. Hallelujah. You got to tell the devil. I have, I have authority. Come on, say it with me. I know you're scared to say it, but don't be scared. Don't be scared. Say, I have authority. I have authority. No, you didn't say it right. You got to say it like you mean it because you come into church playing. You got to say it like you mean it. When you leave out of here, you got to let him know that you have authority because he's going to show up. He, that's his job is to show up. But you got to open your mouth and say, I have authority. Yes, yes, yes. You're not going to get my marriage. You don't, you're not getting my children. You're not getting my health. You're not getting my mind. You're not getting my emotions. You're not getting my ministry. You are defeated for. I'm good. My God is all about God, and you will not win. I am a winner. Everything about me is about having victory in Jesus Christ. Not only do I speak over your life, I speak over my own life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That what I'm dealing with, this too shall pass. Whatever I'm faced with, I do have the victory over it. I'm telling you, when you go through something, it should not make you back up and moonwalk. When you go through something, you ought to... You ought to get, get in a stance where you got, if the wind is blowing, you got to walk and you got to, my God, go through the wind and it's blowing against you. I will not be moved. I'll still be moving. I'll still go forward in the things of God. It may get harder before it get easier, but you got to get stronger before you get weaker. Look how y'all sitting there looking at me. I'm trying to pump some faith in you to let you know that God said he got you. He will bear you up on eagle wings. Look at somebody and say, God said he got you. And if God got you, you don't have to worry about nothing. What you worried about, girl? God said he got you. What you worried about, man? God say he's going to bring you out of it. Now, wait a minute. You going to believe God or you going to believe your flesh? You going to believe God or you going to believe them? You going to believe God or you going to believe them people over there? You going to believe God or you going to believe that one that's always trying to talk you out of what you saw God doing in your life. You better take the scissors of life and cut them off because they're always trying to kill your dream, trying to kill your vision. You need to find you somebody that's going to help promote your vision. Don't marry nobody that's going to kill the vision. See, you married features. You married you marry glamour. You married beauty. You married shape. But all of that, there was a vision and a dream killer. Once you get past all of that exterior, what you got? See, he, he just, he, I just had a man, because see, I know he was going to have some pretty babies. And them pretty babies about to run you crazy. Them pretty babies got you looking the ugliest thing in the house. Don't marry no man because he look like a hunk. 
can always go to, if he really serious, go to, go to the gym and get pumped if that's what he want to do. But you don't marry just because somebody a hunk. Don't worry about it. You ain't there yet. <laughs> I'm just playing. I, I can talk to him like that. Don't y'all? That's just a joke now. <laughs> somebody with what? You don't just, you listen. You don't marry breath and britches. You need to marry somebody that's going to lead you. Yes, yes, yes. That's going to bring that fine woman that's in you out of you. When you test him, he's up for the test and he don't give in on everything because you help him shape him by what's in you because that femininity come out of you and you just, you say, I'm going to press this button right here. You see what he made out of. Y'all know y'all button pressures. Come on now, y'all push buttons all the time. Don't be looking at me like that. Come on, ladies now. That finger right there. Don't be looking at me like that. You ain't talking about me. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you. We, yeah, we're trying to find out whether he's an eagle. Because you need to marry an eagle. You don't need to be marrying no pelican, especially no vulture. Or no buzzard. Girl, do you have a buzzard in your life? He gonna kill you and eat you. You need to marry an eagle. An eagle that's ready to soar in life. One of the first things you probably should have asked him is say, hey, can you take me high? Can you lead me higher than where I am right now? Take me to heights that I've never been before. Yes, Take me to places I've never been before. Show me what I'm, what I'm really made of. Come on now, come on. Bring the best out of me. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I already seen the worst of me, so did you bring the best out of me? <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Hallelujah. See, what God wants us speaking is his word out of our mouths, getting us in agreement with him. And, and that's released the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives to do what we could never do. But no, we got to flap around like chickens. Just flapping around and trying, uh, you know, trying to do something, trying to make it work. And that's how some folk are. They're just trying to make it work. What can I do? What can I do? Can I do this? Can I do that? And trying to make it work. Well, what did you do when you had this problem? What do you think I ought to do? Just flapping. Just flapping. Just flapping. Trying to figure out. I'm just trying to figure this out. You don't need to be trying to figure out. God will give you what to do. Yes, he will. You got some folk that just running around trying to be Holy Ghost Junior. You know, you got the potter and you got the clay, but, you know, the clay cannot change the clay. Did, did y'all hear what I say? See, some of y'all get married, y'all think y'all going to change the other person. Clay can't change clay. Uh-oh. See, you, you messed up. Oops. You messed up. You thought, yeah, I, yeah, I get a hold of them. They're going to change. And you got a hold of them and say, well, man, they went in office. They, they got worse in that direction. What happened? It take the potter to change the clay. If you're in his hand, he knows how to shape and pull and press. And... Oh, you follow me? And some of you are struggling with a whole bunch of things which are just useless. Just useless because you can't do anything about it. 
And I, I know it makes you mad when you can't do anything about it. And we get full of ourselves until we realize that only one thing we, we can do, and that's call on God. That's right. Then we say, Lord, you got to help me. Now, why didn't you do that from the beginning? If you would have just, you know, we've been reading in Deuteronomy, and God just would tell them that if you just do what I tell you to do. And you know them, them people, <laughs> hallelujah, that they would, they, would, they would start doing right for a minute, and then they go right back to doing what they were doing before. Ain't nothing new. God start blessing our lives. Yes. Then we said, well, you know, I can handle it from here, God. Uh -oh. I don't need to go to church no more. I don't need to pray no more. Praise who? I ain't, uh-uh. I ain't praising no God. What? When you was in trouble, you were calling on God. Yes, sir. We can find you every Sunday at the altar. Come on, bitch. Just slobbing all on all. Yeah. Yeah. Now God done picked you up. Can't find you nowhere. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting a few things together. I'll be back. I, I'm trying to work on a few things now. As soon as I get that together, it, it look like that ain't going to ever get together. Hallelujah. And can I tell y'all something here? I know we got friends and things like that. But there are things that you are faced with that your friends can't help you with. You got to rely on God. Are you hearing me? Some of y'all started out good. Man, I thought you was a showed up eagle, but when I started looking a little closer, you wasn't nothing but a little old sparrow. You came out. The but when the newness wall, and you know that's how some folk they, they first get into church. Oh, I just love this ministry. Oh, this is just the best ministry ever. Oh, God is moving in here. They get here and be here for two years. Ah, I feel the Lord is leading me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Eagles does not flap. They soar. I'm telling I got to tell you, if, if, if you don't get anything else out of these series, you better learn to soar. You got to soar in life. The Bible says God brought them through the wilderness, he brought them out of Egypt. He dealt with Pharaoh in signs and wonders. And one after another, Pharaoh had planned for their destruction, but God. And I love that phrase, but God. Don't you know the devil have it in for you, but God. Look what it says in Genesis 20 and, I mean, 15 and 20. He says, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. You see that? What they meant for evil, God says he's turning it for your good. Amen. Don't throw everything away right just yet. God say I'm going to turn what looks to be a negative thing into a positive. Look at Exodus, but God led the people out through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. I mean, they didn't know how they were going to come out, but God led them out of there. Ooh, and I like this one here, Judges 15 and 19 says, But God claimed a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water there out. And when he had drank, his spirit revived, his spirit came again. Here it is, my God, Samson had killed a thousand Philistines, and he was in war by himself. And God gave him a jawbone of a donkey, and my God, he was busting them in the head and shoulder blades if you imagine you've seen, you seen the movie but it was a thousand
thousand warriors. Can you imagine? I can't even begin to see if somebody was a 53,000 degree black belt that can, my God, work and kill a thousand people. But God gave that man power to kill all of them folk. And after he got tired, then this, my God, he thought he was going to die. But the Bible says here, but God got my God the same thing that he got through killing him with and say pick that same thing up and my God it became cool water came out of that jawbone and he revived again can you say amen the same thing that God called you with yes it looked like my God you've been wrestling and fighting with but that same thing God is going to bless you with can you say amen some people think that you're doomed because you had a vision of God using you one way and you thought God was just using you up but God said the same thing that you thought that was using you up is going to turn around and it's going to bless your life who am I talking to in here you about to be blessed with the thing that you've been working with and it looked like it's been hard times you've been going through but God said I'm going to turn around and bless you with the thing that you've been working with same thing that he was using God turned around and used it to bless him the same thing that you were fighting with and fighting for and fighting over and fighting through God's going to turn around and bless you with it are you hearing me right now some of you have been fighting with your illnesses and fighting with things going through in your body and fighting with headaches and backaches and knees and pains and all those kinds of things. But God said he's going to cause those bones to revive. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. And some of us are true to our word. If God, if you hear me, I'll praise you. Some of us are true. Everybody not like that. Some folks, yeah, they'll say, yeah, God, and they won't come back. And they, you know, one of them came back to thank you out of the lepers. You know, God healed them all. But there are some of us in here. If God do it, we're going to give him the praise. We're going to give him what he's due. How many of you have asked God for something? And if God does it, you're going to give him his due. You're going to give him what you know that he deserves. Do I have anybody here as a witness that if God do what you are asking him to do, you'll turn around and you'll bless him. You'll turn around and you'll praise him. You'll turn around and say, God, I'll give you the glory for the rest of my life. I'm a living witness. Can I tell y'all something in here? I don't care how hard it is or whatever you face with now, God is doing it right now. He's turning that thing and working it in your favor right now. I know you can't see it. You're not supposed to see it. It's a faith wall. If you could see it and figure it out, you'd have done it by now. But you can't figure it out. This is God's doing. We got to trust him. And it's going to be marvelous in our eyes. Somebody throw up their hand and say, I trust God. So, sir, ma'am, you got to trust God. You got to trust God. I trust God for my daily blessing. Matter of fact, he told us that he was going to daily bless us with benefits. Anybody here enjoy benefits? He going to daily bless you with benefits. Would you tell them one day, say, just tell them real quickly, say, God got some benefits that you haven't even seen yet. But that person didn't look too good. Turn to the other person and say, God got some benefits that you haven't even seen yet. Tell them, say, these benefits here is going to excite you beyond and past your imagination. Tell them, say, it's bigger than you think. It's greater than you ever received. It is bigger and better than anything 
you ever seen in your life. He will do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all, we can what? Ask or think. Is that the Bible? See, look at y'all in here. You're thinking about what you want now. You're thinking about what you need. You're thinking about this. You're thinking about this. No, you didn't win the lottery. You live somebody in Illinois, so you don't even live, live in Illinois. You ain't got to even think about that billion. You didn't win it. You didn't win it. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. It's above and beyond you, what you, your imagination. I can just get excited about what God said more than I can ask or think. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Watch this. Some of us got some big thinking, some great imaginations. And you mean to tell me that it's going to be bigger than what I... You understand what I'm saying, D? Bigger and greater than what I could ever ask or think? That is major. That is major. Hallelujah. Some of you all are on the brink of a breakthrough and a pouring out. See, this, this thing that God got for you, you can't look for it in your pastor. Uh-oh. You can't look for it in your bishop. I'm trying, I'm a sign. I'm trying to tell you how to get there. But I'm not the one. I can point you to the one. But I'm not the one. See, as, as good as I try to be, I could disappoint you. Right, Come on, right, right. At my best, I might be kind of average in your mind. Mm. But I'm going to tell you about God. God can be good to you all the time. When I don't go, when I don't come, God say, I'm already there. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God say, whatever you need. God that supplieth all. Come on now. Either y'all gonna believe this and get this or not. I will supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory. So if he got everything I need, who do I have to go to? I gotta go to God. Trying to get you know affirmation from your girlfriend, she didn't she didn't appreciate what I was trying to tell her what God was doing in my life. That's all right. That's all right. It wasn't for her, her anyway. It was for you. God. Have you ever tried to tell people about something you got excited about what God showed you and they didn't get excited with you? It's okay that they don't get excited because they can't see like you see. You got to pray God open their eyes if you want them to see it. Open their eyes that they may see like I see. Everybody not gonna see like you see. Everybody not gonna get happy with you. But you gotta learn how to get happy by yourself, girl. You gotta learn that, hey, I'm gonna give God the praise no matter what they think about me. They can look at me crazy and everything else, but I know what God done done for me. I know how he has brought me out. If God can do that, I know he can do this. If he can do this, I know he can do that. If he can do that, I know that he can do this over here. I got serve a God that will work things out in my favor. See, here's the, here's the problem. You complain and not try. You won't try what God tells you to do. You sit there and complain. You like Nathan. You could have gave me a nice, I want a nice pool. I want one of them resort type places that I need to get going. I want the water to be cleared. I want it to be pretty. Come on. You you won't tell God how to bless you. God said it won't be a miracle if I put you in something clean and pretty and sweet and you can okay. feel. No, I'm gonna put you in something dirty. I'm gonna show show everybody I can bring you out of a dirty situation. Anybody here ever come out of a dirty situation? I'm 
gonna let everybody know it beyond a shadow of a doubt that this person that you know what they were in, they were in the they was in Lonely Bar, but nobody but God could bring them out of this situation. Scream at somebody on your own, say, God is bringing me out of this. So you got to have some but God in your life. Anybody here got some but gods in their life? Stop letting people talk you out of their mess and get you some but gods in your life. They say, I ain't going to make it, but God said I will. They said, you know what, you know, your, your parents, they didn't do good and, you know, and they didn't make it. Oh, but God told me that I was going to make it. Said, but you know, but I ain't got nothing much food and I ain't got nothing to eat, but God is gonna find a way to feed me. You know, when I ain't got nothing for my children going to school, school get ready to start money, but God is gonna make a way. I don't know this. I, I want to take my school, the children to out of the public school and bring them to you know TWA, but and I don't got that much money, but God is gonna make a way. You gotta have some but gods in your life. Are you hearing me? I don't know, man. You don't look like I done tried every diet and I can't lose no weight, but God is going to give me my own plan. Are you hearing me up in here? You got to have some but God in your life. Investments ain't doing too good right now, but God, ooh, he going to show me what to invest in deep and that thing is about to turn around. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying that God give every one of you a vision concerning where he's taking you. And when he gives you that vision, you hold on to it. No matter what anybody say or try to talk you out of that, you just hold on to that vision that he gives you. I'm not going to give you the vision. God going to give you the vision. I'm talking about vision concerning you. I have vision for the church, but I'm talking about concerning you. Vision. Show you where he wants to take you. So you where he wants you to soar. Bear you up on wing, eagle's wings. It's going to bear you up. Let me go ahead and close this out. Because I haven't got you know, too happy with this. So but God is bringing us out. How many know God is bringing you out? Listen. When someone comes against you. And you're tempted to get them back. And God said, wait. Wait on me. Trust me. Our part is to believe and God's part is to work. Say that with me. My part is to believe and God's part is to work. So we must have a revelation on that. Our part is to believe and God's part is to work. He said, carry it on the wings of eagles. When he says, I bore you on eagles wing, it's really another way of saying, I carry you from where you started to the finish line by grace. I will bear you up. Not too many of the children of Israel made it. But that was God's plan. Do you know that there were only a couple of people who actually were at that generation that came out of the bondage of Egypt that actually entered into the promised land? Almost all of them that went in were those that were born out in the wilderness. A whole new generation of people. God wanted to carry them on eagle's wings. It was on an 11-day trip across the desert. God said, I brought you out of Pharaoh's hand. I brought you out of Egypt. I know Pharaoh was treating you worse than a slave. And I brought you out on eagle's wings. And I've already made a way for you to make this trip in 11 days. Matter of fact, I'm going to make a shortcut because your back is against the Red Sea, and there's nowhere to go because Pharaoh want to come back and claim you. But I'm going to give you a shortcut. Come here, Moses. Step forward. He steps forward. Hallelujah. Raising up his hand. The Red Sea opens up. I'm going to give you a shortcut. 
So that if you, you could, this, it, it, if you go all the way around, now it's going to be the long way, but I'm going to give you a shortcut. And when I give you a shortcut, you're going to be there sooner than what you think. But do you know some of us start complaining when we own the shortcut? Some of us lose heart in the shortcut. God is getting ready to redeem the time in your life, but you sitting there with your lip poke out and complaining, well, when you going to do it, God? You ain't done nothing yet. Look like you too sh- you taking too long, and you're not doing this, you're not doing that. I'm about to give up. But God say, I'm going to give you the shortcut. Just be patient. God just did a miracle in your life. He parted the Red Sea, gave you the shortcut. You walked on dry ground. Nobody else have done this before. And you still beefing and complaining about God doing something in your life. Forty years. Because you complain about the shortcut. 40 years. You walked around. First they said around, around, around. How you can't see that God is doing something special when he opened the Red Sea for you? He opened up things that other folk did. Listen, folk had to go to school have a master's degree, and, and you only have a college. You, you, you only got a, a two-year college diploma or you have school, and God opened the door, and, and you, listen, you're just doing just as good as they do. God turned that thing around for you. Some of you right now, if you stop complaining, God's going to open that thing up for you. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. What is it you're trying to get? God said, give it to me. I'll open it up. I'll give you the shortcut. I'll let you redeem the time. You redeem the time. What it took other folk 10 years to do, you're going to do it in one. What it took other folk doing in one, you're going to do it in a month. He's going to rede- you're going to redeem the time. I don't know if you own your own business, but are you ready for God to do something great and spectacular in your business? I'm not going to complain about the shortcut. All right, look at it. You, you think I'm making this up? Look at it. Deuteronomy 1 and 2 says, There are 11 days' journey. Put that up on there. Uh, don't go to sleep on it back there. Put it up there. Deuteronomy 1 and 2. Hallelujah. Come on, media. There you go. One, no, no, 1 and 2. There it is. There it is. There are 11 days' journey from Horeb by the way of Maser under Kadesh Barnea. In other words, it was supposed to be just 11 days. And that's 11 days, you know, walking. Can you imagine if we had today's transportation? It might have been what? I don't know, 11 hours. I don't know how far. It might have been less than that. God wants to show you that he's got you. I will bear you up. I got about 10 minutes left. So he asked the question, why have you wandered around here 40 years to make an 11-day trip? And to me, that is one of the saddest things in the Bible that we can all say amen. amen. And we can say it with understanding because we do it. We go around and around the same dumb mountain, wandering around the wilderness of soulish life, wandering around in carnality, wandering around in our flesh. And when God wants us to come in the spirit and live in the promised land, you know why we, they wandered around out there? Because they thought that they had a better idea than God. And that's what's wrong with the people. Now, they think they got a better idea than God. And we would make it straight through the wilderness if we would just say whatever God tells me, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to wrestle. I'm not going to, re- you don't require no signs. You ain't got to speak to me and say, yay, thus, thus said the Lord, I see you. You ain't got to do all that to me. 
You ain't got to spit on me. You ain't got to lay hands on me. You ain't got to pour a ball of oil on me. You ain't got to do none of that. If God said, I got just, I'm just going to obey him. I ain't just got to go to conniptions. No, I ain't got to do all that. Because when Jesus did his first miracle and turned the water into wine, I love what Mary said to the servant, Jesus' mother. said, whatever he say, do it. And that's the material for miracle. Whenever or whatever he says to do, do it. Doesn't say that we always have to like or agree with it. He said, whatever he say, do it. And so he said, I'll mount you up on eagle's wings. I'll give you the grace. Are you hearing me? And so that's what God wants. He wants to give us the grace to do the thing that he has called us to do. And I'm telling you right now, you are really, you're the answer to what God wants to do in a lot of people's lives. I want to just read this. Man, I'm going to finish up with this last little scripture in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. He says, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord and are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I like that scripture. I always looked at it as the word is the mirror as we look in it. I saw what I ought. If I got another insight that we are the mirror, and I believe that's true. And if I am the mirror and all I'm looking at are my faults and everything that's wrong with me, and you know what I mean, you know, when we look at things, we focus on things by what we think about. And that's how we look at ourselves. When listen, we what we think about is how we see ourselves. Well, if I'm the mirror and all I'm looking at and everything that's wrong with me, then it's this mirror right here is the reflection of what is in it right now. It can only reflect what it, it's in. But on the other hand, if I'm looking at Jesus, if I'm looking, if, 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 if I'm the mirror and I'm, keeping my mind on Jesus and my eyes on Jesus, then I can only reflect Jesus. You can only reflect what you are in or what's in you. You can only reflect what's in you. We are like mirrors. And that's why it's so important who we are around, who we spend time with, what we look at, what we see, because literally, we are mirrors. We go through life, and whatever we absorb, that's what we reflect. When you see your children do the things you do, they're only reflecting what you put in them. I know you want to hear this. That's why when you sit under some good teaching from good teachers, you start saying things like them and you do things like them. You act like them. Why? Because you're just a mirror. It's not like you're trying to steal something from them or nothing like that. You are, are the mirror. You get good teaching, you're the mirror. You start reflecting what you get taught. It's like the children. They start looking like you. They start reflecting what you are. Boy, you act just like your daddy. Boy, you look just, oh, man, look like the street you are. Boy, you, girl, you look just like your mama. Oh, my God, y'all look like twins. They start reflecting what you are. Are you here? So you got to change your focus. You got to change your focus. Because you are a reflection. You got to change it. You got to stop talking down yourself. You ain't nothing. Look at you. Look at all the mess ups. Look how bad you are. Now who, who, can recoup, uh, who can recoup from that? 
Who can rebound from all of that they've done? Listen, don't sell yourself short. Last time I checked, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You're not the only one that done messed up a gazillion times. You done messed up so many times, you done forgot the times you messed up. You done lied so many times that you forgot you lied about that. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And God sitting there just shaking his head. Said, I don't even remember they lied about that. He don't forgot he lied. But you got to change your focus. Huh? Because what you focus on is what you reflect. If you, are, you start thinking on your headache and how tired you are, guess what? That's what you're going to be. Ooh, I got a headache. Ooh, I'm so tired. You will feel those headaches and you will get even more tired. But if you change your attitude and start thinking of something else, what do you say? Finally, my brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things that are honest, whatsoever things that are just, whatsoever things that are pure, whatsoever things that are loving, whatsoever things that are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. You, we have to change our focus. Amen. And when you change your focus, God is ready to bear you up on you this morning. How many are you ready to stop flapping and start soaring like the eagle? I'm ready. I'm ready to start soaring. Are you here? So God said, Isaiah 46 and 4. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to whore hairs, well, will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. That's a promise from God. So I got a revelation for that. God is going to carry me right across the finish line. Leave me here with two things in mind. I'm a mirror. Say that with me. I'm a mirror. I'm a mirror. In other words, I'm no longer to look at everything that's wrong with me. I am to, uh, I'm no longer to uh, going to focus on my faults and everything that's wrong with me because when I focus on that, that's what I'm going to reflect. You will reflect what you look at. You will reflect what you think about. What you feel about yourself is what other people will feel and think about you. If you feel you're no good, you keep saying around your friends, guess what your friends will say? You ain't no good. Because that's what you reflect. If you say, I can't do this, can't do it, you tell your friends, I can't do it, I never be able to do it. No, guess what they're going to tell you? You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to never be able to do it because that's what you say. I hope you're listening. And what you feel about yourself is what others will feel and think about you because you can only reflect what's going on in you. Change your focus and believe that he will carry you through any burden, any problem. God will carry you through into the promised land. And you don't have to carry yourself. Let him bear you on eagle's wings. Let God carry you. Let God hold you up. Let God be there for you because he says that he will be with you even unto the end of the world. I will never leave you nor forsake you. There's other folk that promise, oh, I'll be here for you, and they're gone. How many know there's, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of broken promises out there? Girl, I love you to, to eternity. Man, he been gone. Vows, what's that? I love you. I'm going to honor and cherish you. And take you to hell and better for what I just love you. And saying all of that. But their words did not mean what. When you are an eagle, you are committed. 
We learned this about the eagle. The eagle don't ever have but one partner. If the mother eagle dies, the, the father eagle will take care of the children until he dies. One partner. He's not a player. He don't go with the other eagles. Because if you understand the courtship, what it took for him to get her, because he almost lost his life courting her. Because the games that she played to get him to see if he's the, he, he's the one. And all that he had to go through, and he said, you, man, I ain't going nowhere after I had to go through all that. And that's what I'm saying right now. Man, I ain't going nowhere after almost 40 years. You done lost your mind. You and your family, your husband and wife, girlfriend and boyfriend, don't let the enemy trick you. Don't let him get you out of it. Trust God through that. Some of you single mothers out here, single papas out here, listen, trust God. Let God bear you up. I know it's been tough. It is tough. God meant for a male and a female to raise one child. It's tough to raise children by yourself. But watch this. Not something that God can't help you with. Are you following me? There's no situation that God cannot help you with. And even if you're a single uh, woman in here, don't you settle. Don't, don't you settle for no buzzard or no vulture or no venture or no sparrow or no pelican. You know, don't you settle. You wait for your eagle. Do not settle. Are y'all young ladies hearing me in here? And brother, don't you get that first thing that comes swinging by and wagging their tail. Don't you go for anything. Find out if she loves God, she'll love you. Are you hearing me? Amen. Never just marry the features of a person. You marry the spirit of the spirit is good, then make good. Are you, are you hearing me? Then make good. Come on, put your hand together. Everybody stand up.